Good morning. Welcome back. It's Friday. It's Friday Coffee Talks. We are here and we are talking over coffee on Friday morning. Mm. I'm using the FCT official mug today. I don't know if I've should, I think I have. I showed you guys this. Parker made this for me. Look, it's my logo on there. Look, you see the the hat and the beard. Come on, it's great. And it says coffee at the bottom. Coffee. The best. He's a lefty, though, so I have to flip it around. This side says, love you, which is the best, but I got to hold it this way. I'm, I'm right-handed. It makes it tricky. Anyways, we are here. It's episode 99. 99. Um, trying to work some things out for episode 100. Get something really special. I hope it's going to work out. Um, but it's been a ton of travel this week. Uh, this This week, this month... Um, it's been a wild ride the last few weeks, lots of airports, lots of airplane seat time. And with that in mind, I'm going to kind of talk about some of my gripes, some uncommon opinions, maybe unpopular opinions that I've got that I've formulated over the last few weeks. And gosh, it's frustrating. So living life on the road is tough. It's not for everybody. Um, being able to do the things that you need to do to get your job done, to keep your family going while you're on the road are not easy. Um, it takes a lot of practice and it takes a lot of effort and thought and you got to think about things that you never really thought about. Um, so doing things from my phone, doing things from my laptop, doing things not at like my comfortable desk where I've got my setup the way I think I want things. It takes some adjusting, like sitting in a hotel room and not having at my arms reach the layout of things that I want or trying to figure out mobile sites of stuff is is tricky. So today we're going to talk about some of the things that I've encountered that just make me go like, ugh, ugh. The first one is lighting in hotel rooms. Who decided that we don't need like a light fixture in a hotel anymore? Because I can't tell you, I think I've been traveling three of the last four weeks or maybe four weeks. Every single hotel I've stayed in, instead of having a light in the hotel room, there's like 47 lamps across the room that you have to go and turn on. And so you get in there and generally I'm, when I travel, I try to take like a late flight in the evening, the night before my meeting, get there as late as I can so I can spend time with the family. If I can get the kids in bed before I head to the airport, that's even better. Um, so I'm generally getting in pretty late at night. It's dark. I open the hotel room and I got to like feel my way around or get my phone light out and like uh, try to turn on the flashlight to figure out where the light switches are. And it's a lamp by the bed, like a reading light by the bed or a desk lamp, or there's generally a floor lamp over by the chair that nobody sits in. And you got to walk around and figure out all this stuff. And then you've got a bathroom light. And it's like, this is ridiculous. The hotel I stayed in last week had a light switch for the vanity and a light switch for the bathroom, both on the outside of the bathroom. So I like walk into the bathroom to brush my teeth in the morning. And I'm like, how do I turn the lights open sesame lights? Like this is insane. So if you are a designer for hotels, like, do better. Like, come on, this is ridiculous. We don't want 87 lamps. The lighting looks nice when you put on all of them at the same time. Sure. It looks great, but it's very inconvenient. It's very annoying. Like, come on, let's do, do better than this. The second thing is emails that point me to something else. It's baffling. It's frustrating to me. So let me tell you why I say this. I had a doctor's appointment yesterday and afterwards they're like, we'll just schedule your next physical. It'll just get scheduled by this thing. I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. So then later in the day, I get an email from my doctor's office that says 
you have a new um, appointment. You have a new appointment in the portal. And so I like open up the email expecting to see when my appointment is. And they go, please log into the portal to see your appointment. We're not talking like HIPAA regulated stuff. You're not sending me test results. You're not sending me anything like that. You're sending me an appointment. Just put it in the email. Why are you going to send me an email that I then have to click and log in and go figure out where the appointments are in my portal thing? Like that's 47 steps that nobody really needs. Just send me an email and say, here's your appointment. Maybe even have a calendar invite attached to it. That's pretty helpful. Most people work off of calendars these days. Like, I feel like this is simple things. If you're in, um, doctor healthcare scheduling technology, like you could do some improvement to your tech so that the end user gets a better experience. Um, somebody that works at Epic or something like that. I don't know who does schedule management, but you need to improve. You need to make some improvements. Don't, don't send me an email and tell me to go to the website. Like, ugh, ugh, hate that. Ugh. Number three is one that is probably more personal preference. Um, and definitely more like rule follower. I know a lot of people, on planes, especially don't care about like the social rules. Don't stand up at the end. Don't clap. You know, that kind of stuff. People do it anyways. Um, everybody, so plane lands, a little ding goes off and the aisle is full of people just standing there waiting to get out. I get it. We've been sitting for a long time. You want to stand up? Don't stand up. Like everybody else has to get out. Come on, wait for the people in front of you. But the one I'm talking about is overhead bin space source subject. I know, I know, um, probably, uh, triggering a lot of people right now. When you travel, the overhead bin is for one of your bags. There's also an area under the seat in front of you for your other bag. Generally, that's your backpack, your laptop case, your purse, whatever it is, that bag goes there. I understand that it would be very nice to have a little compartment to put your feet, but that's not the way this works. You don't get to just put every bit of crap that you bring on the plane just shoved in the overhead bin because that space is designed for everyone, not just you. You're not entitled to the overhead bin space above your seat. It would be great if that everybody had their own little compartment, but you know where you do have a compartment at your seat in front of the seat in front of you. So the reason I say this is I was on a plane. I'm an aisle boy, right? I, I don't like window seats. Like I feel like a lot of people are, are window people. I get really hot on planes and it makes it worse when I feel like I have two people like sitting on top of me and cramming me up against the window. So I don't love windows. I choose aisles. I like to sit on the aisle, like to be able to get up all that kind of stuff. So I board generally pretty early. I'm sitting there on, in my aisle seat, scrolling through the entertainment, trying to figure out what movie I'm going to watch, you know, whatever the case may be. This dude comes down the aisle and he has like a, a small suitcase and a backpack. He's got his backpack on his shoulder. And so he stops to put his bag in the overhead bin across the aisle from me. And as he does so, he reaches up and just smacks me in the face and shoulder with his backpack as he turns and puts his first bag up. And I'm like, well, that's pretty rude. So he puts his bag up there and then shoves the whole rest of the bin over and takes his backpack off and puts that up there too. And then goes and sits down at a row, like four rows in front of us. So he had walked up past all these people and then shoved his way back through traffic to get back up to his seat. Um, and then, you know, we ran out of bin space. We're having to check bags. That always happens. That's kind of part of it. But this guy has taken up two spots with his backpack and his bag. Then when the plane lands, 
He's one of the first people to stand up and he shoves his way through all the people. He makes them get all out of his way and he's climbing over people, bumping people with stuff as he gets back down to four rows back to get his stuff. Here's the, here's the thing. I don't like people that take two spots in the overhead, but I really don't like people that if you're going to do something that is against the flow of traffic or against the like social contract of planes, that you're going to inconvenience all those people that you're already inconveniencing to get yourself out first. So here's the long point of that story. If you're going to go back four rows on a plane to stash your stuff in the overhead bin, you wait until all those four rows of people are off the plane before you work your way back and go get your bag. That's the way it works. You don't get to just shove ahead of all those people, get them, climb over them, annoy them to go get your bags so that you can get off first. No, 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 no. That is, that is the worst thing. Like that is such a garbage human thing to me that just, oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, no, did not like that at all. And then the last thing that I'm going to go with my gripes, my complaints, my unpopular opinions is menus on websites for restaurants. I don't know why or when we transition to um, everything directing to an order platform on a restaurant website, but it's really annoying. It's really annoying. Like I get that you want to capture my information. That's business. I get that. You want to see who's on your website. You want to be able to send me ads. Fine. Good. All good with all that. But if I'm going on a restaurant's website, I'm, generally not wanting to place an order. I, if I'm going to place an order, it's through Uber eats or DoorDash or Postmates or Grubhub or one of those. I use the apps for that. I'm not generally, you know, kind of speaking broadly, not going to order from the website directly. So I am though going to your website to try to get a description. Well, first of all, I want to get the menu. I want to see what's out there. I want to see maybe a description of the dishes that I'm looking through, maybe a picture of them. I'm going to your website to get information about your food because I want to get it. I don't want to place an order every time. Why are you getting rid of the ability to look at the menu without placing an order? I can't tell you how many restaurants that I've looked through that I just want to see what they have. I'm trying to see, you know, like I'm in Denver this week trying to figure out if I want to go to this restaurant or that restaurant. I want to look at the menu and see what's available. I don't want to put in a... There was one this week. I was trying to decide where to go to dinner and I'm comparing two restaurants that I'd found on Yelp and I wanted to look at the menus. There was one that I couldn't access their menu on their website without putting in my name, my address and like actually starting an order. And I don't know my address at some random hotel in Denver. I had to go and Google the address of the hotel I was staying at just to have an address to put in just to look at the menu. Like this is ridiculous. Put your menu out there on the website. Like, Oh, so annoying. <laughs> um, the little things that get to a, a life of a, a business traveler. Um, it's, it's annoying stuff, but in my mind, like, I just want to pick where I want to go to dinner. I want to not get hit in the face with a backpack. Um, you know, all these things, it, it adds up, it adds up, I guess. Um, I'm nitpicking, I'm griping, I'm complaining. I know for sure. Uh, nobody needs to listen to me and my opinion doesn't matter, but it's, uh, it would, it would be definitely helpful if, if people would, uh, would do different. So the last thing I want to say today is I am very proud to announce I'm pick the piggy Joe's hat on purpose today. There's PJ on the front. Look at that guy. Um, we are loading it up at the store, but we won, we won best of Gwinnett at piggy Joe's. We're named one of the best boutiques in Gwinnett County here in Georgia. This is something, uh, Mandy specifically worked a long time for getting, you know, all this stuff done, um, 
like encouraging voting, all that kind of stuff. And we won, we won. It's a fan vote. Um, and they picked us. So piggy Joe's best boutique in Gwinnett. We're very proud. If you go by the store today, if you're local, they have a lot of cool stuff. Uh, they made a big balloon arch. Um, they're doing all kinds of cool stuff. So there, I think there may be cookies and I may be confusing it. Maybe today, maybe tomorrow. I don't know. Come by, come by piggy Joe's. We're going to celebrate winning best of Gwinnett. We got some signs made. We, uh, Cameron did a great job making a balloon arch and you know, the whole thing. So thank you for everybody who voted. I know, uh, there were a lot of people who were daily consistently doing that for us and we really appreciate it. We're glad to be a part of the community and, and it's nice to know that the community appreciates us too. So thank you all. This has been Friday coffee talks, episode 99. I hope you'll tune back in next week for episode 100, 100 episodes. Thanks for joining me and I'll catch you next week.